Hello everyone, this podcast is sponsored by tenofthose.com. Ten of Those handpick the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices. The more you buy, the cheaper they get. Check them out after the episode at tenofthose.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Word Fueled Hearts. I'm Felicity and I'm in America and this is Sarah. Hello. And she is in the UK. What's in your cup today, Sarah? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. So my friend Danielle popped around yesterday. She didn't pop into my house. It's okay. We just went for a run. But she gave me a box of Yorkshire tea. But it's not just Yorkshire tea today, Felicity. It's malty biscuit brew. And it says on the packet, tastes like tea and biscuit. <laughs> what? I didn't even know there was such a thing. Neither this is I. genuine Yorkshire tea. And they... uh, I will just show you the packet, and I know that our listeners can't see the packet, but just wow. to prove to you that it is Yorkshire tea. And um, I've got it in my cup here, and it's very interesting, this, because it smells like biscuits, <laughs> but it tastes like tea. Interesting. I mean, ah. enjoyable, or a grower, maybe, or... Enjoyable. Oh, very good. I and feel like it should be sweeter than it is. Like it's, I don't like sweet tea and this is fine. It's not sweet, but it smells sweet when you smell oh. it because it smells like a biscuit. Well, it Weird. sounds genius. It sounds like it's literally made for this podcast. <laughs> I know. It's a surprise that they're not sponsoring us really, isn't it? But yeah. They're <laughs> not. Explore that option. <laughs> <laughs> just on one, just a quick, a quick matter. We've had a couple of people engage with us on the matter of cups and mugs. Um, mm. We actually come from a household. Our family, our parents are very particular about the cup. That they drink their tea out of. I'm fairly sure I've made a cup of tea for our dad and had it rejected because it's been in the well, wrong, wrong cup. And the, Could you just clarify what is a good cup for you? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? You say that. I think, you know, it's such a subjective thing, but I think you might need to clarify why our parents are so particular. They have owned gift shops for what decades yes. selling mugs of all <laughs> different types. So they're very specific because they only drink out of the ones that they sell. Um, <laughs> it's true. So uh, my perfect mug, I have about three or four that I would generally drink out of at home. This one is fairly small and it's a thin rimmed mug. Mm. Um, What about you? What have you gone for today? Yeah, well, I've actually got um, just pure Earl Grey today, actually. Kind of mm. uh, just just a tea bag. Not haven't gone to the upper echelons of like, flu- you know, tea no leaves and all today. that. No, but I do have uh, yeah, a relatively thin lipped lipped mug. My husband and I were talking yesterday about we just need a few more builders mugs, you know, the slightly thicker rimmed. That's what that's what his choice would be. Mm. <laughs> anyway, there's a whole range of mug possibilities out there, aren't there? I know. But even more exciting than the mugs is we've got a big announcement this week, haven't we? Yes. And that is we have a giveaway. We are very excited to be uh, doing our first giveaway. Thanks with big thanks to 10 of those who are providing a wonderful lot of books for us. Tell us. How do we win this giveaway? Well, in order to win it, you need to head over to our social media. So Instagram, Facebook, and there'll be instructions there. It basically involves engaging with us on those platforms. And then we are just so excited to give away. I think we're going to give away two of these, one for Facebook and one for Instagram, aren't we? So, And it's a big package of books. I'm excited by the choices in there. Yeah, it's amazing. There's things on prayer. There's things we've, we've kind of themed it around Habakkuk. So there's books... 
uh, on prayer and growing in that. There's books on uh, growing in how to read your Bible and get um, really stuck into it. We've got a lovely journaling Bible. We've got mm. some lovely journal notebooks as well and a few other things as well. It is, it is a one, I would have loved this giveaway. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't think I can, sadly, I don't think I can really enter. Um, so <laughs> do head over to our social media and follow us if you're not already. And then in this coming week, that giveaway will uh, appear and Yes. And do do share with others. They can be very much in with the chance as well if they get following and get listening. Absolutely. We should, should we crack on? Exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. Now we are in chapter two, verses 18 through to 20. A bit of a smaller section today, but it comes at the end of the woes that we were in last, last week. Um, but we thought we should just kind of pause here in order to consider root causes of the Babylonian issue. Is that about right? Yeah, it kind of comes at the end of, it's it's kind of the, the finale to the section of chapter one and chapter two, isn't it? Yeah. The next section is going to be the beginning of Habakkuk's prayer and song. And this is the kind of, I guess it's like the full stop. Um, yeah. But you're right, it's not. It's only three verses, uh, but there's a lot, as ever, as we're finding, <laughs> there's a lot to, to dwell on in these verses, isn't there? Do you want to read it for us, Sarah? I'd love to do that. Let's read. So chapter 2, verse 18. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation. He makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life. Or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Thank you. It's worth it's worth just noting, isn't it, that in chapter one, verse 11, we get an echo of this same kind of the, the, the root behind the Babylonian behavior. And he says in, in chapter one, verse 11, this guilty people whose own strength is their God. So then we'll get our verses this week. Actually, we know this is the second time we're hearing that actually this idea of worshiping your own strength or worshiping something other than God, that is, that is the issue kind of behind the Babylonian way of life, really. Yeah, although interestingly, uh, in 1 verse 16, we get he sacrifices to his net. Mm. Um, he burns incense to his dragnet. So we talked about that a bit, didn't we, and how that related to back to the strength. Yeah. Um, essentially, what we've seen so far through Habakkuk is that Babylonians have no regard outside of themselves. Yeah. They sweep away nations as though they're just a crumb under the table. Um, and what yeah what we're seeing what we have seen is that at the heart of that is is themselves isn't it their their idol is is them would you say that it does seem to be doesn't it like what he says here for the one who makes it trusts in his own creation he makes idols that cannot speak and and in some ways yeah the fact that they kind of are making their own strength or they're assuming that they're making their own strength they're kind of they are attributing all that they can do and all this power, horrific power, they're attributing it to themselves. And I think the key word is there, this word trust, which is very different to the trust of God's people that Habakkuk has been talking about, isn't it? So we have a kind of a contrast between those who are waiting on the Lord and those who are waiting essentially on themselves and their own strength. Yes, 
So let's dig into the language here, shall we, over these three verses. Um, what I've found striking is just the way that an idol is described. Um, the question of, well, of what value does it have? Mm-hmm. Um, it's an image that teaches lies. That's very, that's very pointed, isn't it? There's no, um, there's no beating around the bush there. That is, that is very pointed in how it's describing an idol. Yeah. Um, it cannot speak. Yeah. It's lifeless. It's covered with gold and silver. There's no breath in it. It's a, it's, it's a real contrast mm. to what, what we've seen so far of who God is. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly right. And, and there seems to be an element in it. The idea that he's the, he, the idol seems to be sort of teaching lies or kind of passing on untrue wisdom. And, and this kind of idea in verse 19, can it give guidance? Like the, the idea that you would be looking to the idol for guidance. Like, so I wonder whether if we were to kind of define idolatry in a Habakkuk kind of way, it mm. would be this kind of trusting in a man-made, sort of silent, lifeless idol that that you're looking to for guidance. It just seems to be quite a thing here in a Habakkuk kind of way, and yeah. so and so then obviously the contrast that <laughs> just the wonderful contrast that we have had a speaking God mm-hmm. all throughout Habakkuk, and then we we're sort of shown here silent idols who who are lifeless, who have nothing to offer. Yeah, and the consequence is we've got the final woe, haven't we, in verse mm. 19, woe to him. So we've had four of those before, as the judgment has been kind of declared on the Babylonians, how God describes he is going to kind of um, perfectly judge them according to their deeds. And mm. then the final woe comes here. And it's the judgment on the fool- and the folly, isn't it? On the foolishness mm. of, what they're, of what they're doing. Um, so whether it's wood, whether it's stone, whether it's gold or silver, or whether it's their own strength or themselves, woe to him who who seeks guidance, who says, come to life, who says, wake up, um, who seeks to make this thing the centre of, mm. of their lives. Yeah. And that, and that idolatry or worshipping someone or something other than God is, is a common theme throughout the whole Bible, isn't it? So it's no surprise to have it spoken of here, but it does seem to be quite a particular kind of angle on it. And yeah. the judgment, as you say, it does come within this pattern of woes, the precise terrifying judgment that's coming. And so there's no doubt that this is a, this is a wrong path to take. And yeah. as the Babylonians and anyone else looks to idols rather than God, then that's that's a serious. You, you're just going down the wrong path. It's all going to go wrong in a horrible, woe-like fashion. And it, it's just quite. It's quite the fact we're only looking at two verses. Actually, within these two verses, it's just kind of bosh. <laughs> like that's it. This is the deal. I think that's right, Felicity. I think um, in light of the context of what we've just seen with the other woes, this is very, it's very sharp and pointed, isn't it? Because it's essentially saying, of what use is your idol in light of the judgment that's mm. coming? Of like in the context of the judgment that we're seeing, of what's going to happen, this is this is crazy. This is crazy. You are trusting in idols. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 so true. And so when we put this back into the context of the whole of Habakkuk, then it is all the more foolish, absolutely. Yeah. 
And then you just have this wonderful verse 20. I love this. The Lord is in his holy temple. I just love the present tense of that. I love the Lord, Yahweh, relational God, the God of his people. And he is, present tense, living, active in his holy temple. And the temple, the whole purpose of the temple is really to be having relationship with his people. It's just it's just such an extreme opposite mm-hmm. to the idols of, of 18 and 19. That's really helpful, Felicity. I think um, I, it's funny, when I was thinking about this this week, I didn't dwell on that. And I dwelt on the, the sentence after it or the bit after it saying, let all the earth be silent before him. Mm. But that, that contrast is super helpful. I'm really glad you pointed that out. Um, but I've been really struck by, actually, this is talking about the Babylonians, but then suddenly it says, let all the earth be silent before him. So the response to God being in his holy temple um is actually we we all deserve this judgment yeah we can only the only response is silence yeah and that goes to the whole earth because actually as you were saying earlier um idolatry is a theme throughout the whole bible because it's a theme in man's heart from from the beginning of time yeah to to cling on to something other than the living god Yes, yes. And I think, yeah, I think you're right that as we read that sort of second half of the verse, then there is a kind of trembling, reverent fear in that. Like that, that is a right response to the mighty God who we see judge and we see very much living and active and ruling. And that is what the Babylonians have most definitely not taken note of. Yeah. So what do we do that? So what do we do with that then? So we are part of all the earth. Mm. Uh, silent before him but what do we do with these verses for our own hearts then where does that lead us yeah it's a good question isn't it because we're not we're not the Babylonians as we've been reading Habakkuk I think we've been encouraged all the more to be those who are waiting on the Lord with Habakkuk we want to we want to be like him and as we're following Jesus we are safely kind of with Habakkuk in that Mm -hmm. but our hearts. So actually, Sarah, you had a really good way of explaining this, as you were telling me earlier. Are you able to just to just to explain that for us? Um, so the way I've kind of picked it apart this week and seen it is that, um, so it is right that we are silenced before before God in this. Like we should be trembling in terms of seeing our sin and seeing the heart our heart problem here, mm. but. We also know that we do not need to fear this judgment because of Jesus. And so what we've seen in chapter two, the rest of chapter two, is we've seen that the righteous will live by faith. And Jesus is the only one who has ever done that perfectly. He is he is the ultimate righteous person. He's the one who's done that wholly and perfectly. But he's also the person who's fulfilled um, verse, where is it? Verse 16 the cup from the Lord's right hand is coming round to you. And we talked Mm. about that last time, the fact that it is Jesus who's taken that full cup of wrath from Mm. us and has taken that judgment on the cross. So as we look at this, it is right to tremble. And I'm going to talk in a minute about what it looks like to kind of think about our hearts, but actually we don't need to fear this judgment because we're in Jesus. And we, therefore we look to Jesus and go, wow you've like you've done everything for us here again this should cause us to it's a wow moment of jesus again isn't it 
Yeah, yeah, it's that's, that's so helpful to just work it through like that. And so, and so, really, what you're saying is that the that our hearts are by nature tended towards this kind of idolatry, but because of Christ, we are safe and we're secure. And that is just what a wonderful, as you say, a wow truth. But we still need to guard our hearts against kind of running the Babylonian way, don't we? So, what what kind of things have you been? I've been dwelling on this this week as well. I was thinking. Um, just how easy it is to look for guidance elsewhere mm. other than God. I think I'm, while I can be quite, I wonder whether I can be a bit compartmentalized where I'm sort of like, I read my Bible and I'm studying my Bible and I'm even teaching the Bible. And then functionally in other areas of my life, I maybe look elsewhere for some guidance, some advice, some wisdom. To go to <laughs> Google. <laughs> Google, like, man, Google has really taken top spot in our kind of oracle of life, hasn't it? I, I see that in the way that my kids will, will say, well, look it up, mommy. Look it yeah. up. Like, like, that's just the natural response. Well, we don't know the answer, so look it up. Yeah, yeah. Ruth is just Google like, it. type it in. Type it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really helpful. Just like, actually, Google, it can be an idol, can't it? It can be that, that what we're going to. Um, I think uh, this, where, where's my heart gone with this this week? I think uh, I've been profoundly challenged on where my headspace is and where my time goes. So what am I most likely to be thinking about? And what am I most likely to be doing when I just need a bit of downtime or a bit of, um, you know, I need to rest, but actually where am I going with that rest? What am I choosing to do with my head and heart in that? And I've been very challenged with my smartphone. I've been very challenged with uh, just, yeah, use of devices in that this week, um, which they're ultimately, they're lifeless. Ultimately, it cannot do what the Lord Jesus has done for me. Um, so I, this, yeah, this should make us go wow at Jesus that he's taken everything we don't need to fear. Um, and it should make us think, wow, I need to guard my heart and I need yeah, to really yeah. recognize my heart problem over and over again um, and go back to Jesus. As we're wrapping up, maybe just worth thinking just what does it look like then to, to not be running like the Babylonians, to not doing this? Well, probably listening to God first and obeying him. So kind of actually functionally listening reading and doing what he says accepting that guidance accepting that advice choosing Mm. his strength and his wisdom over mine every time and I don't know about you but I need to pray about that like all the time (laughs) to do that there's so much as ever we've covered three verses and I feel like we've only just scratched the surface but um hopefully that will kind of be a fuel for thought as people kind of uh, dwell on this Mm. for the rest of their walks or their cup of tea whatever it is um, Felicity, would you pray for us as we wrap mm, up? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we praise you so much that you are living and active and relational and that we, as we come before you through Jesus, we know you to be our God, to be wise and to be all-knowing. And, and Father, we pray that we really would be those who run to you first. Please guard our hearts. Please guard us from idolatry. And please would we be those who worship you, listen to you and obey you. And so would we um yeah joyfully be following you and we pray all this in in the name of jesus amen amen well everyone thank you so much for tuning in again do remember to go and follow us on social media and facebook to be in a chance of that giveaway win this week and we look forward to seeing you next time yeah see you next time bye 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 you've been listening to word fueled hearts this podcast is sponsored by tenofos.com 
an online retailer of the best Christian books at discounted prices. Check them out now at tenofthose.com.